welcome to Chasing Barefoot Ultra. I'm your average runner, chasing some big distances and learning a lot along the way. Welcome back to Chasing Barefoot Ultra, where we talk all things running, mindset, and tuning into your body. Today is September 23rd, and I want to talk about running with dogs. A bit of a backstory. I'm definitely a dog person. If I see someone walking down the street, I will normally recognize them by the dog that's with them and not because I recognized the person. I'm also the type of person who remembers the dog's name before the person's name. I have three dogs. Uh, Two are littermate brothers and they're 12 and a half. And then we have a young German Shepherd who's three. We had a German Shepherd previously as well. Um, the same age as our other boys, and we lost him when he was about six. So I spent a lot of time running with them. Of the three that we had before, I'd run with the one Husky Cross and the German Shepherd that we had lost. The Husky has now retired. He's got pretty bad arthritis in his back. His littermate brother was never a big runner. He didn't enjoy it and would rather hang out at home or go for a walk where he can, you know, sniff around and not be too engaged in what's going on in a leisurely pace. I was pretty spoiled with the one husky. He was such an amazing running partner and he still wants to go to this day. It's just too hard on him to take him. He was never reactive to other dogs. Instead, he would literally hide behind me or try to avoid eye contact when we pass by another dog. That said, he did step in when it really counted one day. When we were going through an intersection, a car pulled up, and a man got out and started to approach me. He was simply looking for directions, but in that scenario, the dog put himself between me and the man, and he quickly got back into his vehicle and left. The German Shepherd that we lost young was also a great running partner. Very different personality to the Husky. He was always on guard and watching, but still wasn't reactive. He was just very alert. The German Shepherd we have now, the three-year-old, is definitely reactive. He isn't mean, but he also likes his space. He tends to pull on the lead a bit. Isn't quite the relaxing run that it was with the other guys, and I'm definitely aware of where I go with him, where the other dogs are, because there are a few that just run loose, uh, where the ones that are very reactive even in their yard, because it can get him a bit riled up and take him a while to calm down. With that said, there are times when I don't have it in me to take him out for a run, where I need to just go run, be able to shut my mind off and not worry about which direction I go, where might he run into something. It's just turn the music up and let's just go, not worry about it. I did struggle for a while in feeling really guilty about going out and getting exercise and not taking one of the dogs with me. I felt like if I was getting exercise, they should be out there getting exercise too because they do need it, but they don't always need to take it at the same time that we are. So if you really need to just go for a run, it is okay to leave the dog behind. I do really enjoy having them with me, especially in the winter months when I'm going out and it's dark and it's dark when I get back. It's just nice to have the company along then. So I've decided that I really need to 
be mindful about training him, getting him to be as good out running as what his brothers were, and to get him to that point. I swear I just lucked out with the other guys. The husky was just naturally wanting to be beside me or behind me. The German Shepherd was really well trained, but he also had just this natural instinct of where to be and what to do. So it's taking a bit longer with the three-year-old and there's been a lot more challenges. So the first thing that we needed to do was just go back to the basics. So he couldn't run on a lead properly without pulling and just throwing off the stride. So we went back to walking and showing him where he needed to be and how he needed to behave on a leash. And then once he started to get that down, it was reintroducing him to behaving like that when we were running. Because to him, they're very different activities and it can take a little bit of time to remember how to behave running and how to behave walking. Even though to us, we really want them to be doing the same thing. Stay beside me, don't pull on the leash, or go out in front of me, but don't pull on the leash. And don't be all over the place, just stay with me. So the biggest thing was getting that leash training down. And it's still definitely a work in progress. If he has a bit of time away, like this last couple weeks, I took a break from running. He got a bit of a walk here and there, but most of his exercise was chasing the ball in the yard. It was just a nice relaxing time for me, but he regressed a bit and was just too excited when he went back out on this last one. So it's remembering to stay up on that. They're not going to just remember it once they have it. It needs to be consistent and a constant reminder and training. It's just like when we start running, it's not going to be immediately great. Sometimes we're going to regress, but if we keep at it and we keep going, things tend to get better. So we have to take that same approach when it comes to running with our dogs. One of my absolute favorite ways to run with him is on the trails. He might be a bit of a pain on leash, but off leash, he's amazing. He isn't as reactive. If he sees another dog, he'll go up to it, but he's not barking and kind of getting defensive. He sticks around. You don't have to worry about him. That was one thing with the husky and his littermate brother is they would take off and they didn't have that same sense of just wanting to stay really close and stick around you. So running on the trails with the shepherd is quite relaxing. You know he's on guard, he's watching, and he's going to smell anything that might be coming, but at the same time, he's not going to take off after it. But in order to be able to run with him like that, even though I trust him to stay close, he does still have to have a good recall because he is still a dog and there might be that chance or that time that he does take off after something. He needs to know when I tell him to come back that he needs to stop what he's doing and come back. And luckily with him, that seems to be not a big issue. He has a good recall. It could be better and it's something we still work on, but he's one that I feel really confident to go into the bush with. When we go out hiking and there's a group of us, he spends the whole time running up and down the line of people, making sure everybody's still there and okay. He sprints up and down and up and down for probably the first 2k and then it 
goes into like a fast run that he's going up and down. He never strays from that. He's very focused on what he needs to do. I've also gone through a variety of different gear, trying to find the best fit that works for us. And a quick disclaimer, this is just what I found works for him and I. It's not saying it's going to work for you and your dog. I'm not a professional by any means. This is just what I've watched with him and how I've seen him progress and what feels most comfortable to me. So we had started with a harness and just a normal lead that doesn't have any give. I had him front clip, but I found that took his stride off a little bit. So I moved it to the back clip of the harness, which worked better, but he was out front and pulling. And with that specific harness, it was good when he walked, but when we were running, I could notice a change in his gait. So we needed to make adjustments there because if there's something that's changing how his leg is moving, it can lead to injury down the line. Once I tried that, I found it worked better, but it still wasn't as good. So I moved to more of a canny cross style leash. So that hooks around the waist and there's a bungee in the middle and then hooks to the dog. I did really like this at first, but I found after time he was pulling more and I didn't have enough in the leash to actually correct him because the bungee absorbed it. He wasn't feeling when I was needing him to slow down. So then I tried hooking up his solid leash to his collar and the canny cross leash to his harness, which probably looked rather intimidating to anyone who saw us because there's, you know, a shepherd on two leashes, a harness and a collar. But it was really just me trying to show him where I wanted him to run on that leash. During that setup, I found that he was correcting a lot better with just the lead and the collar. So we've switched over to just using that. He does still wear his harness, and the only reason is he can't slip that. I know he can slip out of his collar if he needed to. And we've had too many instances where loose dogs run up to us being really aggressive, and I need to be able to hold on to him and keep him safe. And that handle on the harness just works very well for that. It is definitely a work in progress and it's something that I find I have to approach similarly to the gear that I use myself. Just because something is working right now doesn't mean it's always going to work. We might need to make changes along the way. So it has to stay fluid. We have to stay open, watch for different ticks, and just remember that we're out there running because we want to be out there running. The dog's out there running because we're taking them out there running with us. And a lot of dogs really love to go. The shepherd, he really does love to go for a short amount of time. If he's off leash, uh, we can go a lot farther. But on lead, he tends to tap out about 5k. So I'll take him for the first bit and then drop him off at home. But I need to also tune into that and respect that because he's out there to be having fun and to be with me. But as soon as it's no longer fun for him, then I need to take that into account and I need to respect what he's wanting to do because it can't end up being torturous for him. I don't want him to end up hurting himself or anything like that. So you do need to watch for those cues in your dog. The husky that I mentioned before had no stop. He still doesn't really have a stop. He's a lot slower now, but when he was young, we noticed that 
we would play fetch with him and he would run and run and run. And to the point where so much lactic acid built up in his legs that he lost feeling in them. And the first time it happened was terrifying. But when we talked to the vet and explained what happened, that's what she had said. It was the lactic acid. But she said with that type of dog, they don't know when to stop. So you have to watch for the cues of when they're getting tired and tell them they need to lay down or rest. And so even with a dog that can be very vocal about when they would like to turn around or when they want to go home, it's important to listen to that and not push them farther. It's just like when we go out, when we're running, if we're going with someone who runs a really fast 5k or fast 10k and that's not our pace or the distance that we like and they're dragging us along, the chances of us enjoying it are really slim, but the chances of us hurting ourselves is pretty high too. So it's important to just tune into not only how you feel, but tune into how your dog feels too when they're running with you. One question that I see come up all the time in various running groups is what breed of dog is the best to run with you? Now there are definitely breeds that aren't great runners, like the stubby nose ones, but just because a breed should be a good runner doesn't mean they're going to be. For example, the Littermate Brothers that I have, they are a Husky Shepherd cross, probably a few other things in the mix. They were rescues and the one, like I say, loved to run. He was always out there ready to go, had no stop. The other one is honestly a couch potato. He doesn't even really like to be outside anymore. He would prefer to be hanging out on his bed or chilling in front of the fire. Like He's not a runner. He doesn't enjoy it. And that's his right. But it's important to remember that when you're picking out a dog. It's not the breed that makes them a good runner. There's definitely characteristics in a breed that can make them a better runner than other breeds, but it's not a guarantee. So if you are looking for a dog to be a running partner and you're looking to adopt or rescues, let them know what you're looking for. Let them know how you run, where you run, how far you go, and they'll help match you with a dog that's going to suit that. And it It's not an exact science, but it'll get you closer to having that running buddy that you want. It also depends if you want a dog that's just kind of there to hang out or one that might be protective if they needed to be. So just keep an open mind once you start looking and you'll find the right partner to run with you. There's also been a lot of talk on various social medias and other platforms about running with dogs and when to start running with them. When I first got our young shepherd, they were, and by they, I mean the hive mind that is the internet, saying that two years before he runs. And if you have a shepherd or a high energy breed, you know that they need exercise. They need to move. They can't wait for their growth plates and everything else to stop growing before they get exercise because they will go nuts and they will destroy everything. Literally, they will destroy everything. I talked to our vet about it and said, you know, this is what I was hearing and I wanted to make sure I was doing what was right for him. And it is up to your vet. You need to listen to what they're saying for each individual dog. It 
isn't going to be a general blanket for a breed or for dogs in general. So for us, we got cleared to take him out running at eight months, and he did really well. Short distances, eased him in, and slowly worked him up. It's also important to consider that my run, and especially then, it wasn't a run for him. It was a light jog for him. So when a lot of these people are saying you can't just run them and run them, run them, it's more their speed of running and not what is our speed for running. So like the vet had told me that when people are saying that, it really refers to if you're on a bike and you're running the dog for miles and miles and miles, that's when issues can crop up. But she said it's important to consider the individual dog. But with all that said, so running with dogs can be amazing. It can be so nice to have that running buddy out there that's always eager to go. It's important to remember that you can still just go for a run on your own. You don't have to take them every time and you don't need to feel guilty about it if you need that time to yourself. And that's probably my biggest struggle is I feel really guilty if I do go without them. I see them wanting to go and I see them getting excited, but sometimes I just really need that time to myself and that's really the time that I get to unwind and I want to get him into that routine where I can take him with me every time and I don't have to think about it. Well, I lost where I was there. The aforementioned dogs were whining at my door and needed to be let out. But it is important to remember to take that time for yourself if that's what you need to do. I would like to get the shepherd to a position where I can take him. I don't have to think about it. He's just there running beside me. And that's what we're really working towards. And I know that's not going to be possible if I don't take him out and if we don't work on it. And we need to work on it consistently, but it doesn't have to be every single run. There's different ways that we can get them there. So it's all really about balance and finding a rhythm that works and just sticking to it and getting him to that spot where we can go. Another thing that I have found really helps is to just track it, to write it down in my running journal and remember this is why I switched this piece of gear, this is what worked, this is what didn't, this is what happened on this run and how we corrected it or what we might need to work on. For example, on this last run, I had put him in a down off to the side because I could see someone coming with another dog and it was on a long leash and who was walking it wasn't pulling the dog back. Medium-sized dog, it was really friendly. It didn't bark or do anything. But again, the shepherd doesn't love to be approached and not in a way that is rude, especially. So I was taking precautions long before they got there. I moved aside, put him down, and was keeping him still. And it would have gone off without a hitch. But as they walked by, they didn't lead up their dog. And it still had the full length of a really long leash. And the dog decided it wanted to run over and see us. And so the shepherd took exception to that and hopped up and started barking. I fully ignored the people that were walking and I've just focused on him, corrected him, put him back into a sit 
and got him to stop barking. So it is always a work in progress, but in keeping track of having him in down was working, that's something that's really important to remember, and I can go back and reference that. That's probably one of my biggest things is to just write things down, to journal what worked, and especially if you're having a frustrating day or you had a bad run with them, you can look back and see the times that it worked really well and that you had a really nice run and it can help bring you back to that mindset and to remember that they're a work in progress just like we all are and we'll get there. Thanks for tuning in to Chasing Barefoot Ultra. If you liked what you heard, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at Chasing Barefoot Ultra.